prayers for your day. This is Danita, and today is Thursday, August the 26, 2021. As always, I give thanks to God for you, for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, the people, places, and things that he has divinely connected you to for such a time as this. Yes, you are divinely connected to this time and to this season, whether it be the 21st century, uh, whether it be the time here, 7.46 a.m., wherever it may be, whatever time that you're listening to this message, whatever year that you're listening, you are divinely connected for such a time as this. Even the fact that you're listening to this podcast, you are divinely connected, meaning we have a connection. I don't have to know you. I don't have to know anything about you. But we have a connection. Spiritually, we have a connection. And I'm so thankful that God saw fit that we would connect in this hour for today. It's always a blessing and honor and a privilege to pray with you and for you. Know that I do not take it lightly. Know that I don't take it for granted, but truly, it's an honor, and it's a privilege, and it blesses me. It keeps me going, and I want to thank you all, those of you who reach out to me via text message, uh, email, Twitter. I found some friends on Twitter. I'm at Ed Harris Leeds, H-A-R-R-I-S-L-E-A-D-S. Um, so... Just the divine connections to reach out to let me know how much this podcast means to you. The the outreach of praying for me because I need your prayers. I need your prayers. And so it's reciprocal. You know, the Bible says to encourage one another in the Lord. So I'm thankful for your encouragement. Even if you don't reach out in any type of way, the fact that you Say my name to our Father is more than enough. I can feel your prayers, and I know you are praying for me, and I want to say thank you for that. On this morning, I had started this podcast, and I'm going to tell you there was a shift to what I was going to to read and and how I was going to pray to uh, just a revelation of the Word of God. So, um, as I started the the podcast, and you guys know when I'm doing this, I really am just talking. I'm driving, I'm talking, and and the Holy Spirit just has His way, and I and I think that's how it ought to be. Let the Holy Spirit have His way in you and through you. And I say that because when the Holy Spirit has His way, you can't go wrong. When the Holy Spirit has his way, no matter what it looks like, know that you have the victory. When the Holy Spirit has his way, can't a devil in hell hold you down or stop the plans that God has for you? So I want to encourage you on this morning to let the Holy Spirit have his way. Sometimes we're not going to understand it. Sometimes it's not going to make sense. Sometimes we're going to look at, at the sky or, or we're going to, you know, bow our heads and say, God, do you even hear me? God, are you even listening? God, are you still there? But 
him. Sometimes it's to shed those things, shed those people to get the monkeys off of our back so we can move forward in our destiny. Let God be God in our life. Let him be Lord. We say that he's the Lord of lords and king of kings, but sometimes we won't even get out of the way for him to be Lord. Let God be the Lord over your life in every facet, in every component, and in every way. Settle in your spirit that your father and my father Our Father only wants the best for us. (laughs) Do any of us know a parent that wants the worst for their child? I don't think I've met a one. Now, they may be a little, you know, just kind of questionable, but I still, even if I question, you know, uh, a parent's parenting because of their actions, let's be real, even if I question it, because I don't understand it, because that's not the way that I was brought up, what I've come to understand is that 99.8% of parents want the best for their child. Even a parent that has never been in their child's life for whatever reason still wants the best for their child then how much more does our Father want the best for us? He gave us his word, and he wants the best for us even while we're here on the earth. We know it only gets better when we leave here. We know it only gets better. But while we're here, God wants the best for us. Let it be in the earth as it is in the heaven, the best, the best, the best. God wants the best for you. He wants you to have a good relationship where you and your spouse, iron is sharpening iron, where you understand your roles according to the word of God. He wants you to be, you know, um, up in that up in that higher level of wherever you may be employed. He wants you to be that gatekeeper because he knows you're going to lead by his wisdom, by his guidance for his people. God only wants the best for you. Mm. God only wants the best for you. So, with that being said, let me let me pull myself in. So, the scripture says that God said to bring him back into remembrance of his word. Meaning that when we pray, we should pray the word of God. I'll tell you what the revelation I, I got from this. He said, bring him back into remembrance of his word. Then the then he says that he watches over his word to perform it. And I'm going to tell you how the Holy Spirit connected all of that for me. He said that he watches over his word. So, see, a lot of times we pray, and we pray the word of God, 
And as we look at different situations that are happening, we get discouraged. We say, God, I'm praying your word, but nothing's happening, right? I've been praying your word for a long time and nothing's happening. My spouse isn't changing. My finances aren't changing. My health isn't getting any better, right? I go to the doctor. The doctor reads me the record. It's not getting any better. My spouse is clowning. He's not getting any better. In fact, he's worse. She's worse. They done went buck wild out here, right? My children, I'm praying for my children. They're not getting any better. So we go through this where we pray the word of God. We stand and own the word, right? We get another believer to come in agreement, and it doesn't get any better. God said, bring him back into remembrance of his word, number one. Number two, he said that he watches over his word to perform it. So if, if he's watching over his word to perform it, then why are we? Because the Bible clearly says that we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. So at the same time, we're praying the word and we're looking for the manifestation of it, right? We don't see it because we're watching it and we don't need to. God said that he watches over his word to perform it. So what are we supposed to be watching? If you go to Jeremiah chapter 1, verses um, 11 and 12, it said, The word of the Lord came to me. What do you see, Jeremiah? I see the branch of an almond tree, I replied. The Lord said, you have seen correctly, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. So see, Jeremiah was looking where God wanted him to look. And when he was, the Lord said, you have seen correctly. I am watching. Now, you might say, okay, I'm lost. What are you talking about? When I read this, the revelation that I received from it is, God said, you have seen correctly. I am watching. So Jeremiah was watching God. When we read our word, we're watching God. We're looking at God. Why do I say that? Because the Bible says that he is the living word. When we read the word, we see God. When we read the word, we see love. We see compassion. We see peace. We see long-suffering. We see God. We see his heart when we read the word. For we 
begin to love the things that he loves, right? And we begin to hate the things that he hates. How is that? Because we see God through his word. While we read the word, we see God. God is being revealed to us through his word. So when he says, you see correctly, I am watching. He doesn't need us to watch over the word. He needs us to watch him. He needs us to get in the word so that we can understand who he is, so that we can be content knowing that he has it under control, knowing that he is the living word. When we read the word, we read God. We fellowship with God. We are in tune with God. We develop a deeper understanding of our Father. We learn how God moves and how he responds according to his word. For the Bible tells us that there is nothing new up under the sun, that he is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. That he changes not. So when people say, well, that's the Old Testament and this is the New Testament, I, I mean, I get it. I really do. I get it. But God doesn't change. Even in the Old Testament, he was long-suffering. Even in the Old Testament, he gave people grace and mercy. But he sent his son, right, and it was foreshadowed that Jesus was coming to be the second Adam. So Jesus came so that so that we would have life and life more abundantly. Not just life, but life all the more. Love all the more. Joy all the more. Peace all the more. Why? Because we have an advocate, the chief intercessor who sits at the right hand of the Father who makes intercession for us. We can, we can intercede on for each other all day long. But, but I need you not to count on me to intercede for you. I will. But sometimes, let's be real, we, we get busy. We forget. Now, God will bring it back up in our spirit. But the Father sits at the right hand. I mean, but Jesus sits at the right hand at the Father, and he, he makes intercession for us. <laughs> Even in the midst of our sin, he's, he's, he's interceding for us. He's interceding for us. Even when we plotting to do wrong, he's interceding for us. Even knowing what we're going to do before we do it, he's interceding for us. See, I don't know what you're going to do before you do it. But Jesus does. And he's already making intercession for you and I. And can I tell you how thankful I am 
to know God, to be in fellowship with him, to know that I don't have to watch my situation. I don't have to let my situation consume me to the point where I can't function. See, I, I used to. I used to wake up thinking I was in turmoil, and and not a lot of people knew about the inner struggle of where I literally almost lost myself, but God, but God, I used to go to bed with the Bible, yeah, I used to go to bed with the Bible, I would wake up all hours of the night, and I would just get in my word, I would just get in my word, because I needed to see God. I needed to see God. I needed to see God. I needed to see my situation change. But I'm going to tell you, even before I needed to see my situation change, I needed God to show me me. I needed to see God. So I want to encourage someone on this morning. I know we didn't pray, and that's okay. You know how we flow. (laughs) However, the Holy Spirit chooses to flow. You don't have to watch over your situation. You don't have to uh, micromanage your situation. You don't have to keep putting yourself into the situation thinking that you can figure it out. I'm here to tell you, Try, been there, done that. Try to figure it out. Try to be everything that I thought I needed to be, you know. But God let me know, and it took, took a, a long, long time. But God finally let me know that he's watching over his work. I don't need to watch it. All I need to do is live my life watching him. How do we watch God? We watch God by reading his word. Why? Because he is the living word. So when we read our word, we become a a, a watcher of Jesus Christ. We become a, a watcher of our heavenly father. And he, in turn, says, you have seen correctly as he reveals himself to us through his word. He says, you have seen correctly. I am watching over my word to fulfill it. Give it to God. Let him be the word watcher. And while he's the word watcher, our job is to read the word and worship him, because that is why he created us. He created us for worship. Love you all. Have an awesome day. It's a terrific Thursday. Believe it. Receive it. Walk in it. Give God thanksgiving for what he's done, what he's doing, what he will do in your life, and then give him just thanksgiving and praise for being a good father. There's none like him. 
Love you all. Bye-bye.